Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, into episode 265 of the Get Around Podcast. You can hear my voice. It's a little raspy, but it's not because I have a cold. It's because I was cheering too loud for AEW Full Gear on Saturday night and having a blast. And then doing it again Sunday night. I rewatched it uh, immediately. And then find myself this Wednesday right before Thanksgiving going to AEW Dynamite where my voice is going to be destroyed and hopefully be ready uh, when we come back for our podcast next week. But welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 265 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley. Alongside me, James Cook and Jordan Puente. We have got a stacked show for you, and that's because we had a stacked Saturday. Lots of action on Saturday. All three of us very busy. Uh, and uh, some of us got to see a win, well, one of us got to see a win. Uh, two of us, unfortunately, uh, were witnesses to losses. One more heartbreaking than the other, I, I might venture to say. I mean, in ter- a heartbreak on both losses, like, obviously, but, one was but I more... feel like one was a little more heartbreaking than yeah. the other. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later when we get into the pulse. Uh, we do have Leland Volleyballers, Fiona Mord, and Shelby Plamondon coming on later in the show to talk about their experience at Battle Creek in K- Kellogg Arena fighting, uh, who was it? Was it Clarkston Everest? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, Kalamazoo Christian for Traverse City St. Francis. We will, Like I said, we'll get into that. We'll talk some Kingsley football as well. Uh, we will have a get-around Hall of Fame where we put in uh, a lot a lot of uh, local student athletes, and we'll end our show with happy endings. Talk about what made us happy inside and outside of sports this week. But I also want to start this show on a happy note. Oh, happy beginnings because it's Thanksgiving. So we're going to start with happy beginnings and happy endings. My question of the week, which of course is brought to you by our sponsor, Jimmy John's. So let's hear a word from them right now. This episode of the Get Around is sponsored by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich with the Jimmy John's app. Jimmy John's, freaky fresh, freaky fast. Freak yeah. Oh yeah. So like I said, question of the week, in honor of Thanksgiving, and good feelings, good vibes, right? Let's start the show 100%. like that. Question of the week, what is the epiphany realization that you've had in your life that has made you happier? If you've had one, I hope you have. Even if it's just something small, then also, since it is Thanksgiving, what's the best side dish for Thanksgiving dinner? So those are, those are my two questions. One serious, one kind of cliche and silly. I'm still thinking. When you for, sent this earlier, I honestly couldn't think, and I'm still trying to think of one. Maybe one of you guys is... Well, well for, the, for the Thanksgiving dinner, it's got to be the stuffing. Yeah, that, that one for, for me. me. It's now, the stuffing. Question: Do you like the stuffing more or the dressing more? Because they're the stuffing is the one that's cooked inside the bird. The dressing is pretty much the same ingredients, but it's cooked outside of the bird. Stuffing. Inside. I'm an inside yeah. the bird guy too. Yeah, inside yeah. is way better. It's, much it's better. like the only time of the year you get it. Some yeah. people don't like Generally. it because they think it's too like. Uh, one wet. down. I was going to say well, moist, but I didn't want to use that, that word. <coughs> and then I said it anyway. Yeah. I don't understand why people have a problem with that word, but I don't. I don't either. But like, I, 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 you know, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want people listening to the podcast being like, "Yeah, I hate that word." Um, <laughs> so no, I, I definitely prefer you know whatever's jammed right in the end of the bird. That's that, that's that's what I that's what I like. I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. 
Um, as far as far as epiphany, um, just that I I don't have to go 150 miles an hour anymore all the time. Hell yeah, James. Nice. I've been trying to get you um, down to like 100 miles an hour since I took <laughs> over as sports editor, and you're still like, can I do 120? And I'm like, you don't no, need to. You got it, bro. <laughs> Relax. Just take a seat back, bro. So I, I, I brought this question up um, because I've, I've realized that my personal happiness does not have to depend on what – people outside think i think that's been like the biggest thing to me Mm -hmm. is that my happiness doesn't rely on how other people feel or act or anything like that but i've also realized is that the best kind of happiness is the happiness that you can share with another person and if you can find another person to share happiness with and and be happy right and have that vulnerability and that comfortability to to enjoy things and enjoy life, that is 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 what makes you happy. Like happy, uh, it's. I'm in the it, same boat though, so you're not alone. As far as for me goes, like moving here about a year and a half ago, it's a big step. California boy moving to northern Michigan, you don't hear that ever uh, at all. At least, at least for me. I was thinking about it last night. Actually, for some reason, you crossed my mind, and I was like, "How? I oh, it. it's because uh, the uh, AEW pay per view was in L.A." Oh, well, where's it at? Uh, crypto? It was at the forum. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. nice! Beautiful. Um, and I was, I was like, how did he leave sunny California <laughs> for northern yes. Michigan, which is about to be dark for the next six months? <laughs> yeah, trust me, I've had that realization many, many times after my first roll through mm. with just the weather. Uh, at some points, I sit back. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna do this again. I'm gonna do this again. All right, let's do it. One more time. Here we go. Let's do it again. But as far as for me goes, like, I didn't know anyone when I first moved here. And I'm starting to, like, meet people, like, build relationships with people. One of my good best friends now, like, lived in Luttington. And ever since I've been driving down, that has made me even more happier. Knowing that, okay, like, there's someone that still, like, shares the same type of happiness and same, like, things that I like that made me realize, like, okay... Moving here wasn't all that bad. Like, I've met people who have the same similar interests as me, who understand, like, I'm a reporter, and so my life is very linear, like, busy at some points of the time. But other than that, like, just that right there, like, meeting, like, my best friend who lives in London, that has definitely made me happy. It made me realize, okay, this was so worth it. When when good vibes meet good vibes, that's... It's the best. Awesome. That, that best. energy is, is so great. And... Uh, Mine is, is I I, I kind of stole it, but I'm I'm glad that I had this epiphany and didn't have to uh, go to Alaska and die in a bus uh, to to figure it out. Uh, but if you guys are familiar with uh, the story of Christopher McCandless Into the Wild, written by Dra- John Krakauer, it was it's a also movie. a movie, it was right? A movie, yeah, yes, I've seen the movie. It's so the movie is great, but great movie. One of the things that as he's dying, as he's stranded himself yes. in Alaska. Uh, he, he carves it, or he writes it into his journal, and it's in the movie, the line is, happiness is only real when shared. And I remember seeing that and going, oh, my God. That's so true. That's, that's very true. I mean, but you can be happy by yourself, no doubt about it. But when, when you can share it with family, friends, whatever. Makes it better. That's, yeah, it makes it better. It yeah. really does. 
Yeah, so, that's mine, dude. And when you can share mashed potatoes and stuffing uh, and corn souffle and green beans and gravy and dark meat and white meat and all that, and you just pile yep. it up and you grab a couple of burn and serve rolls. You put I'm more butter right on now. there that needs to be on there, but you're like, it's Thanksgiving. It's let's, Thanksgiving. Let's butter it up, you know? Why not? And then... Awesome. And then, yeah, life is just good. So I, I my... My hope is for everyone listening to the podcast this week and for everyone in this room this week that uh, uh, during this holiday that we get to go home, see family, uh, and and share happiness with each other. I'm seeing family I haven't seen in like a couple of years, and they live in Bloom, South Bloomfield, which is the first time I've been invited to their house, so I'm kind of excited for it. Very cool. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, so share that happiness, ladies and gentlemen. Our loyal and lovely Audible viewers share that happiness as much as you can. And uh, you know what's going to make us happy, too? Playing the area code game like we do every single week. I wonder who wins this time. I've been on a roll lately, so I'm curious as to who wins it All this right, time. So we had guesses for 265, right? Is this, is this that wrong? Has, that might be wrong. Yeah, you went Philly. No, James went Philly, right? For Kazam. Shazam. Shazam. Not Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta get me a shack. Not shack. Pizza I think I watch Kazam. I went Oklahoma and you went LA for some reason. Uh, I can't think of it now. Oh! Uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, the Eras <laughs> Tour. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Okay, alright. So, area code 265 in the United States. <laughs> Type that in real quick. Oh. Is, man. in fact, in. You gotta be serious. Did I mean. Is no. it even in the state? Is it even in the country? Uh, not in use. Available for geographic assignment. All right. So we all won. All right, we all we it's all like, win again. It's like nice. a Division One district of, of Northern Michigan. <laughs> geographic <laughs> assignment. <laughs> <laughs> we all, all right. Won. So let's let's throw our guesses in for for two six six. Now I'm doing something even crazier. Oh, okay. I since we are. We've now expanded from TV shows to now include movies. Yes. I am now going to include music in this. Yes. Which okay. means expanding the horizon. Which means if you've listened to a song, say by the band Chicago, you can go with that. Or okay. if there was there if there's a song that has a place in the title, we can go with that. And this is brought to you by the song Kansas City Shuffle, oh. which is from the movie Lucky Number Eleven. Don't know if you guys are familiar with that one. Mm-hmm. Josh Hartnett, Morgan Freeman, it, Ben Kingsley. Lucy Liu, and it's a lot. Of, there's a loaded. I think that's, a loaded, I think that's uh, it. Yeah, it's great. It's a loaded it is, cast. It, it's a fantastic movie, and I was just uh, I had my iPod on shuffle uh, while I was driving the other day. Kansas City Shuffle came on, and I went, "That's my guess for the area code uh, game this week." So, oh hey, I'm okay. going. I'm going Kansas <clears throat> City, Missouri, or Kansas. Uh, the whatever one is gonna be the correct one. <laughs> okay. So, Fair enough. but I, the ones in the hundred mile but, radius. But I, too. but I will say this: um, when I looked up two six five, I had two six six spoiled for me, and I am not correct. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't matter if it's Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, it's all right, man. It's okay. So, so uh, James, what okay. about you? Well, that, that makes me feel better because I was gonna pick mine based on not a. TV show or movie either. Oh, hey. awesome! Uh, wow. So let's go. One. So, because okay. uh, I was gonna, yeah, I told you before the show about the the weird thing that happened in the Iowa. Yeah. So perfect. I was gonna take Iowa. 
Okay. This this kid named and and the kid's name is Race Heitman. Race Heitman. He would he go early in our draft of uh, names. Of, I think. of names. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Scored four touchdowns before his own team's offense touched the ball. Return that they got a stop. He returned a punt for a touchdown. Uh, then he had a pick six for a touchdown, and then a pick six for a touchdown, and then they stopped him again, and he returned, he returned the punt for a touchdown. So, so 27 to nothing. Apparently they missed an extra point before the offense got to touch the ball. You told me that when you walked into the podcast room, and I was like, that is what made me happy this week. Wow. Wow. Because it's the coolest stat coolest line thing. ever. Yeah. All right, wow. so Iowa for James, and now we just need uh, – we need a city for you, my yeah, friend. Um, I'm going, I was going to go with what it is in the movie, but I looked up to be a little bit more accurate. I'm going with Angel Falls that duplicates Paradise Falls from the movie Up. I saw Up a couple of days ago. Oh, hell yeah. Because I just wanted to feel, watch a feel-good movie. That movie, actually, I forgot, I have not seen that movie in almost a decade. And I forgot that that movie is one of the few movies that can actually make me cry. I don't cry during movies that often, but Up is one of those movies. Just because the beginning, it's just so emotional. But yeah, I'm going with Paradise Falls, aka Angel Falls, and uh, it's Venezuela. So Angel I'm going to, out Falls. of the country. You're you're going Venezuela. All right, I like it. <laughs> Thank you. And going international. Yeah, I I I love how you were like I I watched Up to be an uplifting movie, and I'm like. Well, the first ten minutes are pretty brutal. Yes. Actually, yeah. I'd heard about it. I, my friend and I, uh, we were very excited to go see Up, and we heard that it the beginning is uh, brutal, and so, so I, I was prepared. I, I walked into the theater with Kleenex and used them. Yeah, I am a crier. Like that is for me. I am. That's it right I, there. I, I, I cried at the drop of the hat. I was telling uh, Mark view this from uh, the Cadillac. News? What's yeah. their newspaper? Yeah. Cadillac News. Cadillac News, that's all it is? Yeah. yeah. Shows how much I know about our competition. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't know why we... Oh, we were talking about it because uh, when I went to the uh, signing for... Aiden. Aiden Heron on... Uh, Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. When, last week. It was one of those... Thursday? Mo- Friday? No, it was Tuesday. 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 It, it was, was yeah, Tuesday. it was Tuesday of last week. I went to Buckley for Aiden Heron's uh, signing as she committed to uh, Wake Forest, um, basically on a challenge from uh, Hunter Jones, which I thought was great. Um, <laughs> and both uh, Aiden Heron's mom, Jessica Heron, who happens to be the athletic director and principal over at Buckley, um, athletic director or just the just the principal, superintendent, maybe just the superintendent and principal, because Frazee's the, the Frazee's the athletic Frazee's director. the athletic director. Frazee's yeah, she's. Yeah. A, I think yeah. she's a superintendent. Superintendent and, and I think elementary principal or something like that. She spoke and Jolie King spoke at the at the signing, and both of them were crying, and I can't be around other people who are crying because you because I, I will cry. Got it. It's like it's like if someone yawns. someone throws up. Oh, you throw right? it up. I don't throw up. But like other people have that reaction. If they like see other people throw up, they start throwing up. If or other yawn. people are crying or yawn. Yeah. Oh, it's um, yawning from me. Or yawn, other other people yawn. For me, it's if I see another human being crying, I get emotional. Like oh, I, wow. I just it just hits me. So did you like uh, turn around and just I, like face well, the yeah, wall? I, I did the <laughs> I did the look at the ground and blink a lot to like to be like, all right, man, get the tears out of your eyes. You can't. You're a, you're a professional journalist. 
you you don't even you have know emotions. What, what, you don't even know you, any of these people very well. Uh, you know of them, you don't know them very well. Uh, you don't need to be crying at this. But like, I was just, I was just like, I guess, I guess my eyes are throwing up. So that's awesome, uh, though. Hey, well, no shame, right. though. So uh, we we got that, got the guesses in for the area code game. Before we get into the pulse, let's hear another word from our sponsor, Jimmy John's. This episode of The Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations here in Traverse City. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's. Freaky yeah. Yeah. All righty, let's get into the pulse. And I think we have to start off with uh, the big news uh, coming out of Leland after their absolutely deflating loss in the Division Four state championship game. Uh, we found out that... It was rumored, uh, you know, a lot of people were talking about it, and some people seemed to know before she announced. Uh, I even asked. She didn't give me an answer. But, uh, yeah, Lori Glass, the uh, Hall Long. of Fame head coach for the Leland Comets volleyball program, Long uh, is is uh, retiring. Long or has announced her retirement, or is retired, or announced maybe at it. the end of the banquet, that'll, mm-hmm. that'll be it. But, um, Jordan, you were at that game... We were at the the, the quarterfinal. We saw that. We saw them sweep and look just event. dominating in that. Um, and when and they got happened? up two nothing in the state championship game, I was like, "Wow, this is really gonna this happen. is really cool." Even what I was a, thinking it too. I was sitting there. I was already getting prepared to write up my whole lead for if they had won. And then the other team started mounting a comeback. So how did you feel, one, after the fourth set, going into the fifth? So nervous. And then my second question, how did you feel after when they got when Leland got up 10 to 3 in that fifth and final set that only needed to go to 15 points? Uh, for, to answer your first question, I was very nervous because something in the back of my mind, like I, I try to manifest positivity. That's my. I have a horrible time manifesting something that, I in my deepest heart is like this isn't gonna happen, because I've seen this before. Like I suppose it's like you're up two sets. All you need is just 50, 25 more points and you wind up winning. So they lost the fourth set, and then as soon as they lost the third set, and then they lost the fourth set. And I was texting my friend who lives in Luttington because she wanted updates. So I was just texting her, and I was texting you guys at the same time. And each time I was texting her, it, I started to notice a difference. Like, okay, the other team is playing with a chip on their shoulder. And then also, James also told me this after the match, which I totally forgot. The team they lost to already played down 2-0 in the state semis. So they were accustomed to playing from behind. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so... That's right, they had to go five sets. Correct, back-to-back times. And so when they... This was way before I even knew that they came back and won. Uh, after the fourth set, they lost it. I was just sitting there like, okay, if there's any time where Leland can sh- redeem themselves, it's right now. And they rallied off like six or seven straight points. And I'm like, okay, I've seen this before. They did this last game in the state semis. They're going to win this. They're going to win this. They're going to win this. And then errors started happening. And then uh, the other team started mounting a comeback. And I immediately just sat there. I try to take my bias out. I have to take my bias out of this because, hey, we're reporters. That's what we're supposed to do. But it's so hard, especially when you know you've covered this team for a long time. 
you know the history that they have, especially the history with the coach, and the coach has been here before. None of these players have ever experienced this. You want them to win so badly that when they uh, when they drop when they were tied 13-13, came out of timeout, all they needed was just to get one point, just to get themselves a little momentum to get the 15, but they dropped it in literally two straight points afterwards they lost. And I just sat there, I was like, uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this, because... Like, everything that was geared towards them. Like, they were going to win. Like, they were up. You even texted me, well-deserved drive down. <laughs> like, everything. Yeah. And they lost it. And I kind of felt a little numb because I felt so bad for them because they worked their butts off to get to where they are. And, obviously, we're getting a press conference. They're just sobbing. And I've never had to cover something like this to, to where you're up in a big game, state finals, you're up 2-0 to lose it in three straight sets i i i almost like was like dude this is gut-wrenching this has to be like the worst feeling that they've all felt in their entire volleyball careers like to end it like this but the bigger picture that i came away with is they only had seven players the other team needed more players to beat them that's like they had seven players the entire season so that's honestly on their part it's speaks to the level of dedication and commitment they wanted to put into to get to where they are. What a loss, they did something that most schools cannot do or yeah. probably won't be able to replicate. I wonder how long it's going to take for that <clears throat> perspective to settle in. Well, Lori kept pushing they, it. That what they did it. was absolutely spectacular. And it, it just, it just Seven amazing. Players. I mean, I'm Seven. almost left speechless because yes. I, I just think about has there ever been a program with just seven. seven varsity players that just did what Leland did? They they could have finished off one of the greatest Cinderella stories, but the fact of the matter is, they they were Cinderella the entire season. They had seven I mean, players. They, they racked up forty one wins. They they had they had glass up, slipper after glass slipper. It was. Yeah. A, a lorry glass slipper. Oh, very nice. Oh, there you go. See, uh, love it. Hey, you're is, gonna need a coin that, dude. This is why I, you is, know, why I'm glad you're on the team. Course, so I'm gonna ask this question, and you guys uh, are familiar with how Inland Lakes lost on Saturday, right? Uh, but uh, I heard yeah, that they were up. told me. So Inland Lakes was playing in the eight-player state championship game, Division One against Martin. Uh, mm-hmm. They led. 20 to nothing after three quarters. Multiple scores, yeah. And they led 26 to 6 with about six and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. They ended up losing. Uh, they ended up losing 30 to 26. So, which one is worse? Leland's fall or Inland Lakes collapse? Inland Lakes collapse. You think that's worse? Because they were up fourth quarter. Did you say six minutes left, twenty six to three. was up ten to three in the fifth and final set. Yeah, they, they were up two sets had two to none. Set. If also, as far as if like seven players in the lakes, I don't know how many players they had. I don't know what the ramifications. Lakes, also, I'll say this: they were up by fourteen points with a minute fourteen in the fourth. Yes. Yeah, with a minute fourteen. It's left. in the lakes, dude. Yeah, it's in the lakes. I'm I, not not trying to throw shade at them. Not trying to be as like, hurtful and, like, bring back pain, but it's definitely in the lakes. 
Yeah, I'm really glad that we didn't go up there because I that would have been that would have even been. Oh. I, I can't imagine covering that and having to write that story. So, uh, thank you, MHSA.com. Yeah, Harrison, Harrison looked at me. He's like, "Hey, do you uh, do you want to hear what happened in the lakes?" I'm like, "They won, right?" He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, what happened? He's like, "Well, they were up this many points, and then they came, and then they lost." So I just sat there. It's like. Are you kidding me? Like, what is happening today? Like, it was Saturday. Like, what was that? What's happening? I just saw this and now this. Oh, my gosh. All in the same hour. Martin never scored until the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah, it was 20 to nothing after three. That's a witch hunt, dude. Something happened. They put up up 30 points in A-player football in in a quarter to, to win a state championship. Like, that's legendary stuff. Yeah, that what they That's did. That's yes. legendary. Like it, it is horrible heartbreak for In the Lakes, but that is legendary stuff. Oh, they're gonna remember those, that for the rest of their lives. Kids, yeah, those kids will, oh, yeah. will proudly wear their state championship ring well into uh, adulthood. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. They'll be fifty so. years old talking about this. Oh yeah, we were down so much in the fourth quarter. We came back and won. James, you are the longest tenured. Uh, sports person here. Correct. How do you feel about Lori Glass's <laughs> retirement? Ooh. Um, What's kind of the... Can you put it into context what she has met? I mean, when we do the the fall sports draft, I would imagine she's a top two coach taken, mm. right? She's... I, I, Maybe, I would think so. I would have to think so. One. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the One of the interesting things that I was looking at, um, so she's been coaching she coached for 16 years after she was already in the hall of fame so 16 years she got put into the on. she got put into the volleyball coaches association in 2016 okay wow. and coached for 16 years after that for a lot of coaches you don't get in the hall of fame until after you're done right i mean she's a legend dude that that right there i think is something that just kind of tells exactly how good she was how, how her apart. Was. yeah I mean, they're the most dominant Northern Michigan volleyball program in decades, probably, probably ever. <clears throat> aside from Battle Creek, I would say the most dominant in the entire state in general, aside from Battle Creek. Every single year that I've worked here, I've, I mean, she's like, she's like the Tom Izzo of volleyball. Of volleyball. I yes. just, I, there was a stretch there where I just assumed Michigan State was going to be in the Final Four every single year. That's how it is with Leland. So I just put him in. And, and so mm-hmm. every year that I've been here, I just assume Leland. that Leland is going to at least be sniffing around Battle Creek. Mm-hmm. I learned that very early. I think I texted you guys. I said that uh, nobody's cost me more days of, days of deer hunting <laughs> over the years than Lori Glass. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. I wanted you to say that. That's pretty funny, though. That's true, though. But yeah, I, I think moving here and learning the, the uh, what's, what's the phrase I should use for this? The legendary status of Lori Glass very early on. It, I would sometimes get a little nervous just trying to speak with her because knowing like the pedigree that she has. Oh, like, she's intimidating, no she, doubt about it. Like in a nice way, in a, in a way that like, right. okay, you are one of the greatest coaches in all of sports in this state. Like In my eyes, maybe there's football coaches that can definitely jump off and say, wait, hold on a minute. But as far as, like, to take teams every year consistently, she even took her own daughter and they won. Like, just to have that type of legendary status, I dare someone else to compete with that, and I doubt they can. Yeah, I, I should say I don't want anyone to think that, like, intimidation, uh, I, I'm 
putting that on equal terms is like afraid. No, no I, no. I, I respect Lori Glass so much uh, and what she's done that her accomplishments are intimidating. Yes, yes. That's like, how, that's, that's what, what I was trying is. to. Okay, cool. Thank you for correcting you know, me. That's that. That's kind of that's what me. I was. Uh, what I was saying, but uh, yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be different next it's, year. Tra- it's it's um, reportedly expected to be Travis Baker, which is the 15 year. He's been there for 15 years. He's the junior varsity yeah. volleyball coach. You were saying that dude's been groomed since he, the day he got there. Yeah, he's the guy I just figured was who would take over eventually. He's when, you know, whenever Lori decided to hang it up. He tried to hold after back. After I asked him a couple questions about it as soon as the announcement was made, just to get some insight on him. Yeah, it's it definitely hit. It's definitely uh gonna take a, a while to getting used to not having lawyer glass on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, we've we've seen a lot of legendary coaches over the last couple of years hanging up. Yeah, so. I would assume so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll ask you this question: How many how many career victories do you think Lori Glass has? I did the math, but it's one over one thousand eight hundred. One thousand two hundred. Oh. One thousand two hundred and I guess it would be forty eight. Oh, because that's the. the that is insane. State and you don't and you, it doesn't even factor in this. And like a and like a seventy five percent winning percentage about. Yeah. And yeah, and I Leland mean, and Leland doesn't shy away from anybody either. I mean they go out and schedule big teams and go out and play bigger schools a lot. Yeah. I mean they play Traverse City Central this year. Right. Uh, and a bunch of other schools. Yeah, and they'll go down state and play in big tournaments. They played St. Francis. She, like she doesn't care if they lose games in the regular season. Right. She's using it as motivation. Like we're gonna go play big schools and and good teams and and it pays off oh, in yeah, the in the playoffs. And state. Yeah. yeah. Sally, we want to make their runs. Just seven players, seven. This is the smallest she's ever coached here. The second smallest yeah. was ten. Yeah, I mean so it's, I, I I get it. Uh, it's <laughs> it's incredible, and a, a lot of credit has to go to the assistant coaches as well. Oh, one hundred. But most of the credit has to go to the players. Oh, they were the ones play. who did it. They they grinded beat. out this season, and almost left with uh, a state championship. Runner up. I mean, it's still nothing to be ashamed of. No, it's heartbreaking to lose, but Ew. that team didn't lose. No, you know no one is that was the, the 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 season was a win. You know, you can be you so can many. you can be upset about the outcome, but don't let the outcome dictate how you feel about the journey. Correct, and that's because how kind of she, she tried to implement. And she was definitely vocalized and many times. I've talked to her. It's, it's all about the players. So let's talk about St. Francis, James. You saw them on Saturday as well. Uh, the people that I uh, was was talking to on Saturday at the Kingsley game, a lot of people weren't giving St. Francis even a hint of a chance to do anything against Kalamazoo Christian after Kalamazoo Christian had knocked off the number two and the number one team in, in back-to-back matches mm-hmm. in the quarterfinals and the uh, the state semifinals. Uh, the Kalamazoo Christian throughout the entire postseason had not dropped a set. No. I think they had given up 20 or more points uh, like six times or maybe even less than that. It was wild how dominant they were. And then Traverse City St. Francis was like, we're going to give you a game. Even though they lost 26-24 in that first set, they're like, "We're gonna. this is going to be a game, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to fight for the state championship because we're not going to just give it to you. Yeah, I think St. Francis kind of, uh, I guess the, the the cliche that goes with it more is came out. St. Francis came out and punched them in the mouth. Like they jumped out to, I can't remember what it was, a, like a 6-1 to one lead or 9-2 mm-hmm. you know, to two lead or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they just put Kalamazoo Christian on their heels. Uh, they came back, they won that match. 
or that first set, but then St. Francis came right back and took the second one, and and fairly convincingly. I thought they had that third set. I mean, I I think I even texted you that. <coughs> yeah. I, I was watching and I went, I, I had AEW full gear on on my big screen <laughs> TV, and then I had the St. Francis volleyball game on my computer, and I was watching St. Francis more than I was watching the the pay per view, because <laughs> uh, I was just like I was so enthralled with with the team and what they were doing because. I I mean, when I had several people at the Kingsley game say St. Francis doesn't have a shot, they're not going to score uh, 50 points throughout the, the match, you know. Uh, and I went, wow, maybe they know better than me. I, I've seen St. Francis play, and they look really, 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 really good. Yeah. Very smooth, uh, in control, don't panic. But, I mean, I don't know, maybe people are smarter than me. And then I realized, I was like, oh, no, they're... They don't know anything. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, don't, know they, 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 they don't know what they're talking about. They, they probably haven't seen St. Francis play as much as I have. <laughs> no, <laughs> so. not at all. But yeah, St. Francis acquitted themselves very, very well, I think, in that match. Um, you know, And Kalamazoo Christian had just all the motivation in the world in this game, too, because they had lost in the championship last year. They mm-hmm. had almost everybody back, which is going to be the same situation that St. Francis is in next year. Uh, um, and 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 the year after that, even a bunch of that team is going to still be there. Um, so I mean, next year. Yeah, now uh, Kathleen Nance is going to ruin your hunting. <laughs> yes. Prepare for yes. it. <laughs> Time to be prepared for it. Yep. Yeah. Got to see which day of hunting season that Saturday is. Just cross that one off. <laughs> I. It was impressive, though. It 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 really was. Again. St. Francis handed Kalamazoo Christian their only set loss of, of the postseason in that second set. The, the third set was 25-23, was as close as you can get without it going to extra points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I just, man, I really felt that if St. Francis won that third set, oh. they would have won the state championship. There was a point. And then I, I, I think losing 25-23 was... Slightly deflating to St. Francis. Did you get that feeling, James? Um, maybe a little I'm bit. I'm saying slightly. Yeah. Not yeah. like all the air was let out, <clears throat> but like a little, a little hiss out of the tire. Yeah. Um, it, the one of the remarkable things about the St. Francis team too is that is how calm they stay. They, you know, they get excited like all every volleyball team does when they win a point and stuff. But man, for such a young team, they stay remarkably calm. Exactly, they are too. so in control. You know, like somebody, you know, Garnet Mullet or Quinn Yenshaw hits a ball and they hit it out of bounds, or they hit it off of, you know, and they don't, you know, the other team gets the point and they they go back to the huddle and they're just like, oh, yep, that's on me, and they move to the next point. Yeah, that that mental strength, you realize how important it is, especially in the postseason. When mm-hmm. you need to be able to control your heart rate, control your breathing, control your your nerves, calm yourself down, and and St. Francis is so good at playing a, I'll say it's it's the smoothest style of volleyball it that, was very that I've ever that I've ever seen. It's very smooth. That's mm-hmm. the second time I've seen him play. First time I saw him play was against East Jordan. I mean, they they yeah, there was against East Jordan. Um. And I saw their style of play, and I was like, okay, they got... I forgot how young they were. And then I saw them in the state championship, and I'm looking, I'm counting, I'm like, they have, like, over five, six sophomores, and they're in the state championship. That yeah. that right there is within itself shows, A, the coaching staff, the credit that the coaching staff has done this season, and 
the coach itself, like just to get those young players in tune of okay, this is what we need to do to get to where we are, and they got there. They were just two points away in the third set from winning it and potentially winning the whole thing. But kudos to them, honestly. They have nothing to be ashamed of. And and all those sophomores play a lot. I mean, they're kind of sophomores. they're 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 a backbone of that team. Yeah. I mean, the the juniors and seniors obviously have their their big roles too. But, but man, to have that many sophomores just be that much of your team is you know, they're going to be so they're going to be pretty good for two seniors. years. Yeah. So so scary. Really really good yeah. for two more years. Honestly, they have nothing to be ashamed of. All those sophomores, I mean, it takes a lot of heart and guts for sophomores to get to where they're at. And I'm sure a lot of schools wish they can be them. But, unfortunately, they just managed to work a little bit better than everyone else. Well, and Kalamazoo Christian is also uh, pretty senior heavy. Yeah. So, I doubt they're going to be back next year. I, I, it is it's gonna be interesting fun, and I think that, again, you look at the just the mental approach that the St. Francis team has to the game. They were like... We we see ourselves across the court in two years, right? We Kalamazoo Christian is us. Yeah. Is it, like that is it's gonna, gonna be, be us. us. We are going to win. Yeah, and and that's a really kind of powerful positivity to have uh, on a team. It, it comes with an earned confidence as well for St. Francis because uh, they should feel that way. They Jeez, they, they shouldn't have any doubt. And, and I think that Kathleen Nance is a smart enough coach, and those are smart enough players to understand that we are this good, but we have to keep working to get better. And I think St. Francis will do that. I think you wrote in your article, like, they'll be back, and I'm pretty sure certain of that as well. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, on from volleyball, moving on to football. We talked about Inland Lakes' uh, heart-wrenching collapse already, so let's... Did you watch... Uh, okay, uh, did you watch any of it? I know you were at Kingsley. Did no. you get a... Ch- okay. No, I, I, I did not watch any of it. <laughs> um, and that... I, I heard about it, and, and that's it, but... That's uh, what Harrison... Okay, cool. Harrison told but, the same thing. But I, it's kind of like, you know, getting a spoiler for a wrestling match, and <laughs> the guy you wanted to win loses, and you're like, well, I guess I don't really need There's to... There's really no need. I don't really need to watch that, oh. I guess, so... Um, but let's talk Kingsley football. Yeah, I know I most of this is going to be dominated by me, but we've should. all seen Kingsley play football yes. this year. When I texted you that they were once again out to a 30 to nothing lead <laughs> after winning a regional go- going up 30 nothing, and then eventually being up 37 nothing and having a running clock uh, for longer this time, which was really nice, for about five and a half minutes. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Before, uh, yeah, because there was... 6.46 left in the game Did they take when they had the running clock. Did they and take out any of their starters? Because I know I texted saying they needed Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh Tim, Tim was playing his guys. Tim played his guys. He, he put a couple in there, but I he was playing that. his guys. I guess uh, I respect that, He I wanted the shutout real bad because when when they scored, uh, uh, was he, he was not happy. Yeah. I love was, that. I love that, though. He, he was, he was kind of like, you know, he's like, oh. You know, I could just tell. I even said to... James, remind me of the guy's name uh, who's always wearing the Michigan gear. Oh, yeah. oh Ron Stremlow? Ron yeah. Stremlow, thank <laughs> yeah. you, yes. Uh, I even said to him, I was like, I think Tim wanted that shutout. And he's like, yes, yeah. yes, yes he, he did. So, um, Kudos to him, though. It was, it was a wild, wild game, really entertaining. And the fact of the, that Kingsley did that without having to go to Eli Graves much, 
Really? Was pretty good. I mean, Eli got, his, got, Eli got his touches, but it was... Workman? Yeah, it was Skyler Workman. He ended up the day with four touchdowns. Uh, Eli Graves had a 64-yarder uh, called back on one of the worst calls I have ever seen. I sent you guys the photo. Yeah, I saw it. Of, of the... Foot's, of foot's pretty clearly in bounds. Calling him, calling him out of bounds. It's in bounds by like three three inches. Yeah. He's not I, even close to the white. There's a bunch of green between <laughs> his I, foot and the white. I went through all of the... like Because I, I, when I took the, the pictures, speed. I just went... Brrr, and like I, I was taking them all, and obviously all of them were blurry. So uh, I Because he's so fast. It's okay. Um, but <laughs> I... I was like, where would he have called him out of bounds? And I'm like, this can be the only one because I, I watched the, the path yeah. that he had. Uh, and I'm like, how do you – I wanted to show one of the, the officials. Like, hey, man, I think um, you got like, this guys, wrong. Guys, you, uh, you kind of screwed this up. But oh. it didn't matter because they came down and, and scored a touchdown on that drive anyway. The running clock would have started off, earlier, though. It just though. burned off more time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I even this back. this showed me that Kingsley is a team. They I'm are sorry. not one player. They are not one offensive line. They are a complete football team. They they shut down Reed City again. I know they did it in Week One, but this was a Reed City team that I th- in their like eight straight wins that they had was scoring a lot of points and was not giving up a lot of points. Dang. And Kingsley just came in there and said, y- you know, we play a similar style of game, but you're playing Kingsley football right now. And they whooped him. It was really, really impressive. And I think they have a shot at winning the state title. I, they have a really, really, really good shot against an Almont team, which is similar to Kingsley. They both run the wing T offense. I just think that it's going to come down to – Who's better on the sidelines? And I'll take Tim War every time to outcoach someone else. I will too. I saw the. I'm trying to pull it up, but there was a. Uh, as far as distance traveled to Ford Field, Kingsley has the second longest distance traveled, um, behind Menominee, which is all the way up in the UP. They they would have the longest of anybody probably that's possible in the state of Michigan. Right. To go to the Ford Field. Yeah. Although, <laughs> what way would are the, would they go through Chicago, or do you think no, they'd they go up through the, the... I would think they go all the way down. What would be hmm. the... What would be quicker? I, I don't know. Like passing through Harvest You never know. Let's it, find it out. It might let's, be. Let's, let's ask Google Maps right now. We're going to find this out right now. So yeah, we are going to look up Ford Field. Night. It's on Brush Street? I didn't know that. So... Man, and then Menominee, bum, 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 Menominee, bum, bum, This is this is prime podcasting. Okay, so yeah, they do have the two ways to do it. So it's seven hours and eighteen minutes if you're gonna go through the UP. If you are gonna take that way, oh yeah. So going through Chicago is eight hours, eight and a half hours. Yeah. So they have so the that, longest stroll that adds on and a bunch of tolls. Quite a bit, yes. And yes, this route has tolls. Your destination is in a different time zone. <laughs> All over the place. Menominee's <laughs> making that drive. You better win. So, but yeah, they'd have to go through. If they went down that way, they'd have to go through Green Bay, yeah. Milwaukee, and Chicago, uh, and then Ann Arbor before getting to uh, <laughs> Ford Field. 
I, I, so, I found that very curious, and I wanted to bring that to you guys' attention. I saw that last night. I mean, night. I'm, I'm sure they're leaving They're, they're leaving Friday as well, <laughs> right? And they, they don't play until Sunday, correct? If I was them, I'd leave on Thursday. <laughs> they're like, guys, no Thanksgiving this year. We, we got we to gotta drive. Yes, Menominee plays on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. we'll, Sunday have a, yeah. we'll have a dinner on the bus. <laughs> yeah. We'll stop at uh, Boston Market. How does that sound? Oh, Since man. we're going through all these other cities, we might as well go through Boston Market as well. <laughs> no. uh, well yeah, I just your your right thoughts. Place. You guys, uh, how confident that you will be covering a state championship win on Saturday? I hope. I just. Oh, hope. I didn't ask about your hope. I'm very confident. I asked about your confidence. I'm very confident, <laughs> just because I've seen him play, uh, once or twice. I've seen him play once already, and that's all I needed to see. And especially since they put on a beat down at state semis, I mean, it's pretty impressive. I'm not, I didn't check to see how their team they're playing against did in the state semis, but as far as just what I've seen from Kingsley, it's very possible that we will be covering. You saw their game against Manistee, right? Yes. Did uh, Manistee give them a game? In the first, like, first quarter, second half of the second but after quarter. that, no. No. Okay. And their defense, Manistee's defense is pretty good. So... Kingsley, this is the, the, I'll say this will be kind of the only detraction, and I, I'm not saying this as a negative <coughs> or or any or trying to point out a, a weakness. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think Almont has really faced much competition either. But Kingsley yeah, especially early part of the regular season, Kingsley's kind of breezed through the postseason. They've been like dominant throughout. So this is what happened to St. Francis last year. St. Francis gonna got say. to a game and then when it became a game they weren't able to, to finish it. That's my only worry. Kingsley, I believe, is well coached enough where they're not going to fall into that trap. No. So if it's a 15-12 to 12 game, I think Kingsley would, would be the winner in a 15-12 to 12 game. Yeah, even Allmart even blew yeah. out their two opponents just based looking on your screen, James. Yeah, these last two, Detroit Edison and Ovid Elsie. 49 to 24 and 45 to 21. So yeah. both of these teams before that was an overtime win over Warren Michigan Collegiate, which okay. is one of the other top teams in the division. Okay. So um, both of them are in for it. And interestingly, their only loss this season, Oklahoma Heights. Isn't wow. Who who is the one that uh, the only other team Kingsley. other than Gaylord that beat Kingsley? Yeah. Tim brought that game up. Uh, head coach Tim War uh, of Kingsley. He brought that game up again after Saturday. He he said that was a big moment for us. It was kind of their come to Jesus moment or whatever, where we're like, let hey, we just got beat. We're beatable. So let's figure out how to not be beatable. We w- we want to win this this year. So let's let's figure it out. And they and they figured it out. Mm-hmm. If if Kingsley can impose their will on Elmont on Saturday. The win, and, yeah. and I think they could win, running away with it again. I th- I do believe this team has the capability to jump out to another thirty nothing to lead in uh in in, a, in the first half. I'm mm-hmm. actually very excited to just go and watch and write a feature on that side of just whether they win or lose. I'm very excited for this. Two years in a row. Was this like the third third year for you guys as far as this is three straight years? <laughs> wow. That we have someone in Ford Field. Wow. Central, St. Francis, Kingsley. Uh, well, this has mm-hmm. to third time the time, right? Cause yeah. Central yeah. Before that, we had Glen Lake, too. Credit. Glen Lake was 2019? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. And then the seven, 16, 17? I think okay. they, were, they were there twice in like three years. Yeah. 
So, but who was like the last yeah. team to actually win it in Ford Field from this coverage area? St. Francis. Francis in 09? So it's been that yeah. long. St. Francis is the last 11 player state champion that we have. Yeah, that was 2000. Was that, or was that 2013? 12 or 13? I, no, I can't remember when exact, the okay. exact year. Let this one be it. I'm manifesting great positivity towards the Stags right now. So, well, what's exciting you guys the most? James, what are you, what are you most excited about going into that game? Uh, what's, what's got your excitement level up? Um, I mean, you said Almont runs wing T too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it'll be interesting to see two of those teams going head-to-head. Um, and uh, what was the – I remember you mentioning, bringing up the quote that Tim had after the Ogemaw game. Yes. The quote from the story where he's like, this is uh, like our our turning point, yep. and we got to decide where we're going to go. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They picked the right way, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think you. We, we had a – we even had a discussion about it where I would – I thought at the time Tim was overreacting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a week six loss, or maybe it was week six. Yeah, I'm like, it's a loss on the road to a to a good team. Like, you're – I thought he was being too much doom and gloom about it, and I think I just mis, mistook his approach as we're bad. Like, I, I thought he was saying his team was bad, where all he was saying was – no, we're good. We just need to work better and, and fix some things. and Step it up and fix some things, yeah. Yeah, that's what they've done. And they've rallied and off They've certainly six. done those things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Since that game they lost, they've rallied off six straight wins. Yep. So they've definitely. And none of them have been close. No, not one of them. All at 58, 61, 37, 51, 37, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> God, okay. Gladstone, Gladstone was 24 points, and that's the closest game they've had. And that was, but it is a good point so of bringing up like were, last year St. Francis. The, I think. Those were all of all of Gladstone's touchdowns were garbage time touchdowns. That game <laughs> was over. It was fifty-one mm-hmm. to six or something like that. It was it was over a long time before mm-hmm. they scored three touchdowns in uh, in the fourth quarter. So I don't. I, I look at those twenty-four points or twenty-seven points and go, eh, that's that's nothing. Yeah. So. But Tim Ward doesn't, I can tell you that. Yeah. Which is why he's coaching a team to the state finals, and I'm sitting in a room talking about it. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry man. Sorry, man. All right, uh, let's do a prediction. Winner on, on Saturday, and give me a final score. You go first. Okay, I will go first. Uh, I will go 42-17 uh, to 17 Kingsley. Oh, 42 points on a four field? How about that? It's a fast surface. It's the got first some fast time I'm putting my homer hat on, baby. All right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a homer. Is there, I wonder if they're playing indoors. I wonder if Kingsley's going to practice indoors. They're practicing at CMU on Friday. That's not indoors, is it? Uh, no, but I think it's a turf. They, they have an, I think they have an indoor practice facility. Okay. If, I don't know if they're using that or if they're using That the, was my the only question of stadium. this entire thing is if Kingsley's ever going to practice indoors. Well, just because, just to get adjusted them, to them playing not on turf and Cadillac didn't ha- wasn't a problem. Apparently, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, well, St. Francis prepared last year for playing in Ford Field by practicing indoors in the resort. Right. All right. Well. All right. All right. Well, I'm. I my question on that one. Oh, what's your prediction? Yeah, because yeah, all those players were like talking about how hot it was. Um, uh, I'll say Kingsley thirty to twenty-four. 
Yeah, I'm just going to go 32 to 21. I was gonna throw them in the. I was gonna throw them in the in the 30s as well. I think they'll score 30 or more points. And then I'm like, you know what? Let's yeah. go for it. 42. You're going I'm way up 42 there. points. Heck yeah. And if, if if 30 to 24 happens, I think it it could be like 30 to nothing at halftime. Right. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I think I saw somewhere that Kingsley is the away team for this. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. If if they That's get it. if they get the ball first and they score. Oh, that's a great, that's a great way to start. That is, that's what has been that worked uh, for them in huge the past. for Kingsley. Yeah, it worked for them in the past. The last mm-hmm. three games. Yeah. <clears throat> They've scored first, I think. Every, almost every time, I think. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And they have a kid who can kick the extra points this year, but they still sometimes will just go for two Go for oh two to God. impose yeah, their yeah, will. I was going to so ask you about did, that. Did, so did they ever like try kicking a field goal? Because I've never yeah, seen they, them try to kick a field goal. Well, they didn't kick a field goal, but they kicked an extra point when they were up. Uh, to make it to make it thirty-seven to nothing, but to make it, I think thirty to nothing, or yeah, to make it thirty to nothing, uh, Gavin Merchant uh, th- on a, on a two-point conversion attempt threw the ball. It tipped off of uh, Chase Botts' fingers, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and then Max Gothel's dove and cupped it right before it hit the turf to get the catch and a successful two-point conversion. Love it. It was wild. A, a lineman catching yes. a deflected pass in the end zone. Yeah. Nice. That's a fair ball, too. That's not a – wow, holy cow. Yeah. Max is not that big of a kid, so I don't know if it counts as a fat guy touchdown. But no, still a lineman <laughs> touchdown, bro. No, he's, he's, still he's a pretty – He's a big guy, but yeah, uh, yeah but he, not – He's he's lean. But and not like the NFL lean. O-line fat guy touchdown. Yeah, he's, he's still, lean. Still a lineman touchdown. No. Guy deserves his flowers. All right, so all of us are expecting a Kingsley win on – Yes. On Saturday, and that'll be nice to write a uh, a winning column. So that's that's my hope. You get a winning gamer, you get a winning feature, I get a winning column. That would be fantastic. So, all right, well, let's get into our interview right now with Leland Volleyballers, Fiona Mord, and Shelby Plamondon. They joined James and Jordan here in the Get Around Podcast studio. Get Around Podcast is happy to bring on Leland Volleyball players Fiona Mord. Thanks for having us. And Shelby Plamondon. Thank you. There you go. You guys are fresh off playing in the state finals. We are. Um, <laughs> and uh, just a, you guys had just a pretty remarkable season. I mean, the whole thing with only playing with seven players. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, so a starting six and a libero. How how difficult was that during the season? I mean, did you go through any times where you had some injuries and somebody had to play through them, or you only played with six players? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, I, you know, sickness goes on during fall, especially. So um, we had players play through all sorts of stuff, um, but we were lucky enough to not have any injuries that made people sit out, which was super great. Mm-hmm. As far as like practice goes, did you guys have the assistant call eight? Yeah, eight of your assistant coaches on the court practicing on the other side, or did JV freshmen kind of help with that as far as practicing goes? Once we entered postseason, we had our JV years on the opposite mm-hmm. side of the net with us, and quite a few of our assistant coaches, mm-hmm. along with some teachers as well, who wanted to step in and yes 
play against us. <laughs> did you guys give them a game? Like, did they try oh, as far as, like... Oh, we did. Always. We did. <laughs> uh, I would assume, what, like, when Abby was set up for one of you guys, the assistant or the coach, the teachers on the opposite side either moved out of the way or <laughs> I tried so hard to dig it up and then they probably hurt their hands afterwards. I would assume so. One or tried blocking. One yeah. No, we, I mean, we had some alumni come back, which was super fun to play against. Um, and they were amazing. Um, to just be in the gym with them. I mean, I can remember some of them playing, so that was super cool to play with them. But, yeah, playing with the teachers is fun, getting to see them out of class. So, sure. <laughs> Did you hit one right at them and say, here's your homework? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not, but I should have. <laughs> yes, would have been a golden opportunity to use that. Such a golden opportunity. Um, as far as just overall goes, I we mentioned before the pod I'm from California and I even told family members about the entire journey that you guys went on. They were even paying attention. My mom coached play volleyball <laughs> in high school. My dad coached volleyball. Um, family members of mine played volleyball. So the journey of just seven players making it to the state finals win a loss is the biggest accomplishment. I'm assuming you guys will look back on and be like, wow, we really did something that a lot of schools, A, wish they could do and B, probably wouldn't have come close to anything that you guys have done as far as just this season as a whole i know it just ended on a couple of days ago but has there been a moment where you guys kind of just look at each other like dude we did something very impressive <laughs> yeah definitely after winning districts and then going on to regionals and winning that and i think quarterfinals was our big eye-opening this is us like that we can do this since we lost their last season, and that was mm. a great achievement. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't think it occupied too much time, in my mind at least, you know, during season, um, as far as the seven of us, um, you know, we showed up and worked hard like any other team would be. But, yeah, it's definitely practices look different, and um, – it was interesting, especially at the beginning of the season, to figure out what our new roles were going to be and how that looked different. So, um, yeah, it was super cool looking back now, I guess. It's, yeah, it's cool to see. How much we work as far as learning? You started off in a position last year, and now you switched to a different position. Mm -hmm. Same with you, I would assume. Started on a different position and switched to last year. A, how much work did you guys put in to learning the position, and when did it click for you knowing, okay, I can play this new position, and coaches trust me enough to put me in. I would assume both of you guys played all six rotations. Or yeah, so I um, I played, as an outside, I played six rotations. Um, and I would say, um, yeah, the coaches, I mean, they worked super hard with us um, to really be able to learn those new positions. And um, Coach Glass was incredible on really – teaching us the basics and then having the patience to work you know keep working on that throughout the season so um that was definitely an important yeah I don't, I don't know if there's necessarily a specific time that I can remember where I was like this is the moment is like it. it's all clicking but um definitely as the season progressed we all became more comfortable when did you know it was only going to be seven of you guys like when did glass tell you okay it's just you seven going to carry the entire season tryouts Throughout tryouts, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that would have been August, yeah. So, um, honestly, yeah, at first that's a little, like, daunting, but I think 
it, it all works out, you know, and we obviously trust the coaches and they know what they're doing. So um, when when we saw who it was, you know, we were willing to work hard to do what they thought would be best. So I mean, five seniors, two juniors, that's you guys have grown up with each other throughout this whole process. So what better way to have <laughs> all five of you seniors on this one squad all yeah. starting pretty much every single game with tiredness, sickness, didn't want to play, still managed to make it work. And you guys rallied off like 40 plus wins. Was <laughs> That's also the impressive thing as well. <laughs> I, I, we haven't mentioned yet, but it should be mentioned. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty good job security too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. I say. <laughs> I say. During tryouts where you're just like, you can't cut me. <laughs> you're like, you, you, you literally can't cut me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, coming from a small school, um, you know, that was definitely, I don't know, cut, cuts aren't as common as at, like, a TC Central or something like that, um, mm -hmm. but they still happen, and yeah, job security for sure, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, it was cool to be able to start that season and be like, this is what we're doing, and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> especially from... Hitting high balls for me, going to a quick, and having to change. I rarely ran a C, barely did it, and then it was, okay, here's your A, here's your C, work with it. We'll see how it goes, and that was exciting. And watching Kelsey was very helpful for me. Mm -hmm. She was a big part of coming to where I am now, mm -hmm. watching her and even watching Fiona. What? <laughs> A's were awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the people who aren't super into volleyball, explain to, yes. the, to, to to our listeners what the difference between an A and a C is. So an A is a quick ball. It's maybe a foot above the net. Yeah, short yeah. set. Yeah, yeah, it's short. It's Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's in front of the setter. Mm -hmm. And for me, since I'm left-handed, it's hard for me to get in front of the setter since my approach is different. Mm -hmm. Left-handers so unite. Yeah. <laughs> Since a C uh, is behind the back of the setter, it was easier for me to get my approach there and to contact behind Abby. So it was able to get around a block, and no one really sees that. So it op also opened up the A for Fiona so we can go up next to each other. So You're left-handed dominant, right? Yes. Okay, I remember class telling me that you were left-handed dominant and you needed to change positions from the opposite side and when she told me that in my mind I'm like dude how much work does she have to put in to like switch from being a left-handed dominant to being where you are now how much did you like have to work at like after practice like how much work did you put into being where you are now um I put in work I went to the gym with Trav I stayed after practice with Lori figuring out my approach and shortening it but I still hit left-handed still did everything left-handed and then occasionally still hit a high ball on the outside so that mm -hmm. was pretty nice but being left-handed has its oh it has advantage. its perks it has oh, yeah, its advantages <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can get around a block easier yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. no one's really prepared for it so it's exciting mm -hmm. Heck yeah um are either of you going on to play college level i am yeah i have yet to announce where but that'll be coming soon Okay. I wasn't going to ask, because I already <laughs> asked. I'm just waiting. I'm just going to wait patiently mm. like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Are you or, or? I am not. I have a, a hand issue, so this was my last season. Okay. 
Are you just going to go to college? Are you going to do something else? Yep, what do you just going to college. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Where at? I'm torn between two colleges right now, but I want to go in the medical field and Heck study yeah. biochemistry. Oh, what? My sister does nice. Um, and going through the, the first couple of uh, districts and regionals, did you guys expect that Lake Leelanau St. Mary was going to be your toughest match? <laughs> <laughs> and the only team, I think, that took a, a, a set from you in yeah. districts or regionals? So I think um, that was a good, it was a good experience. It was our first time um, playing, obviously, in the postseason. And so um, we knew they were going to be a great battle. Um, they have some really talented players. And so... Um, we were definitely prepared for that. Um, I think it was also a good lesson in um, playing the game. You know, it's not over till it's over kind of thing. Um, and so being able to battle back from a set being taken um, was an important thing to take with us for the rest of the season. Um, and, yeah, it was a great way to start off the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, just just growing up in a, a smaller town like Leland, um, how much of a figure is Lori Glass <laughs> in that town? And like, even when you're a little kid, maybe even before you know you want to play volleyball, how much did people know her? Well, I've been at Leland since kindergarten, so I've seen her in the hallways for years, and I've known the name. And then I started going to volleyball games probably in third, fourth grade, and really got inspired by... Mm-hmm. Uh, the last state championship in 2015 and watching that group go through and watching Lori coach and being like, that's, I'm going to do that. That's going to be my coach and (laughs) I'm going to play for her and I want to be up there with them. So she was, she's known everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously she's a really well-known figure in the community and um, yeah, definitely when you're younger, you want to play. You want to play varsity and you want to be like the girls who are on the court um, that you get to see. So um, that was definitely, I got to Leland in fifth grade. um, And right before I moved to Leland, uh, Alicia had just completed her Olympics games. um, And so I got to like meet her and I was just like over the moon. I have like a (laughs) volleyball signed by her and it's still in my room. And um, (laughs) yeah, Um, so yeah, she was well known to us and uh super grateful that i got to play for her mm-hmm. um and then was it you you had you knew before <laughs> before anybody else i guess on the team that that this was going to be it for her this season yeah um it was announced um in the media room after state finals um i was there with mallory um and shelby as well um and yeah, yeah. You just you just kind of figured, or did, you, um, did she told you, or did you just kind of no? You guessed. Yeah. So she hadn't said anything to us um, yet. There had obviously been um, you know rumors in the conversations. Yeah, yeah. You know whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she hadn't announced anything to us yet, and um, yeah. Yeah, because I was sitting there when that reporter asked the final question. I wasn't going to be the one to ask it because <laughs> I already asked Lori, like, yeah. over the phone before the state semis. Is this, like, the first question I asked her was, this, is this going to be your last postseason run? She's like, well, that decision hasn't been decided yet. And I was like, by my me, that's all I needed to know. 
and then that's why when I started asking you questions like what's it like playing for Lawyer Glass because in the back of my mind I knew something was going to come I just wanted to wait and see so that's why I asked as many of you guys as possible like what was it like playing for Lawyer what's it been like playing for Lawyer and when she said it was I didn't pay much attention to her, her announcement I was just looking at you guys because <laughs> I knew how much of an emotional wreck some of you guys would be when you heard that <laughs> yeah. yes you and obviously Mallory and I think it was you that looked at Fiona so did you know and you kind of just just kind of nodded your head a little bit yeah. I knew obviously how huge of a news as far as Michigan wise for mm -hmm. this game of volleyball that news was going to be because obviously Lori Glass is a Hall of Fame coach you guys play yeah. for a Hall of Fame coach yeah. like she's a legit statue waiting to be built in front of that school to what she bought to the school of Leland I, honestly like in my eyes I, I haven't even grown up here and yeah. she looks like that type of figure that's gonna have a statue in front of the school but as far as just did that news like hit you like I, I, I have to ask the most cliche question like when you first heard the news like emotion wise like Obviously, you were sad, but then she also went back into the locker room and talked to you guys. I'm not going to ask, like, oh, what's the whole, mm -hmm. like, word for word did she tell you guys, but what did she tell the locker room after she told us, the whole media, that, and then how to make the announcement to you guys as a team? Obviously, there's a bunch of tears shed, but as far as, like, aside from that, what was it like as far as just when she told you guys? Well, it was... <laughs> She caught me off guard in the media room. I didn't know she was going to announce that. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, you're going to start crying. I was, like, shocked. And she just got up, and she, like, walked out there. It was all of her confidence. I was like, wow. What'd you just, huh? <laughs> what just <laughs> happened? <laughs> so, when she went in the locker room, and she talked about how this is her last season, and she'll always remember the seven and her last run, and how she wanted this to be our season, and not make the media about herself and she wanted us to have that same feeling that all these other teams have had she did a great job of doing that run. she did a phenomenal job of doing that mm -hmm. like hiding it so close to her chest allowing just the what i like to call you guys the magnificent seven <laughs> i asked Lori about the lucky seven she's like they're not lucky by any chance they're putting the hard work i'm like time to change the name <laughs> that quick because she has that much yeah. like uh, resume that anything she says I'm like yeah I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and change that to the Magnificent Seven she had no comment after that but I was like you know what Lori I did that because you know your words hold a very powerful ways I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by it but yeah as far as just memories anything in particular that stands out to you guys as far as being coached by Lori obviously this year was probably one of I would assume a very memorable time for you guys just all five of all five of you and then two juniors is, is there any memorable things that stand out obviously it just could be way before you guys started playing but anything that sticks out to you that you will look back on and be like yeah that was awesome yeah i mean um she was so much more than just a coach for a lot of us um she obviously has an office in the school and her room's always open and so um She's really great to just talk to um, if you need someplace to go. And um, I think I'll always remember, yeah, being able to go to her when, you know, if something's going on, whether that be uh, like our own season, club volleyball, school, wh whatever. Like she's there to 
um, talk to you, and she really cares, and um, that just means so much. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely remember that. Yeah, I'll remember her comfort with if you're even struggling throughout the season or with a certain thing or even if it's not involving volleyball. She was definitely somebody that I could trust and I could go to and talk to freely and still feel like very important because she made everybody feel so important. And she really impacted my life, not just the volleyball aspect of it, but definitely outside of volleyball as well. Mm -hmm. And she was one who banned superstitions. No, it was a team no? thing. It was oh. a team? team. Yeah. Okay. Collective. Yeah. All right. I think it's good to, um, you know, go into a game, um, and just yeah, be be out there, and know that <laughs> the socks you're wearing or whatever. Yeah. Aren't music you listen to doesn't matter yeah. or anything. Yeah. Or the jersey that you yeah. wore didn't affect how you played or how you were going to play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was the hardest superstition to give up? That is a great question. If you had one before. Mine's the white short sleeve <laughs> jersey. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's definitely some stuff associated with jerseys. Um, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you guys were talking about how you, during the postseason, you guys still did the same transportation you did during the season, which was the, the vans. How did you, how'd you, how'd you pass the time on the trips to tournaments? Cause you guys were going all over the place, then all over during the postseason. How do you pass the time in, in those vans? Yeah, for sure. So I, I got to be in the school minivan. love that van. And, um, they have these, um, little kid iPads, I guess. That's what I would call them. They're just right on the back of the chairs. And um, on those, they have a lot of games, which is amazing. And those include, like, bingo and checkers and um, something called, <laughs> um, like, falling apples or something like that. It's oh, basically yeah. hangman, but yeah. for kids. <laughs> and, um, and it was super fun. Um, our favorite was bingo because um, we got to try to find cows on our road trip. And, <laughs> you know, that's a hard thing to find when you're going on a highway. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was super fun to just spend time together. Mm-hmm. And then you were in a different minivan usually, right? I was in Sarah's car, yes. So we um, we talked a lot. <laughs> we talked. We blasted music. Uh, Who we rumbled. <laughs> Who usually has the ox as far as like these long car rides? Olive has the ox for my car ride. Nice. She has an amazing playlist. What's playing? <laughs> we got some Rihanna bumping. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. That's mm -hmm. fun. Wow. Yeah. It's already a fun call. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Sweet. And then those yeah. times where you want to nap, we have uh, Zach Bryan playing when you wow, want to take a nice really, little snooze. You're all it's so good. So rich. We're everywhere. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Wow. Um, and the, so the, But the one thing you do do regularly is you do the dancing before matches, right? Because, it, like, at tournaments, or is, just, or is that all yeah. matches? Yeah, so um, in, in the beginning of the season, we had a lot of tournaments during weekends. Um, and so mm -hmm. we, uh, you know, those being far away, um, you don't always have access to a court, and you want to get ready before a game and because you've driven or whatever. And so... Um, 
we would play Just Dance videos just on YouTube and it'd be fun. We'd find a little corridor or classroom, whatever. And um, yeah, it's a fun way to warm up before a game. Mm-hmm. Who's So who's the best dancer on the team? I say Mallory, maybe. I think Kelsey's the most entertaining. Kelsey's, <laughs> Kelsey's amazing. Honestly, everyone gets into it. It's a good time. Yeah. Super fun. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, and, and so I, and I guess it's assumed that Travis Baker is going to be the coach next year. He's been at the program for a long time and runs mm-hmm. the North Shore uh, travel team and stuff. Uh, what do you think? How do you think he'll fare taking over? It's big shoes to fill, but but how do you? What do you think he stacks up as? Yeah, I mean he's a great coach, and I think he'll do amazing. Um, he's been really wonderful to have. I had him as a JV coach my freshman year, and then um, as an assistant coach for varsity. And um, I think he's gonna do a great job. Yeah, I think he's a wonderful coach. My freshman year was great with him, and I was even more ecstatic when I got moved up for varsity and he was still there. I think he's really good with connecting with people, and I know he likes his stats, but he's going to be an even better coach, like head coach, and being able to connect with those girls on that level too, just like Lori did. And he's still Mm -hmm. in the school like Lori is, and yeah, he's – our PE teacher for middle school and stuff. So he gets to see those girls coming through and start mm-hmm. seeing their potential. And it's really exciting. Can recruit, can recruit players at a young age. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that. Wow. Good for him. Dude, he's already <laughs> got it locked down. Um, now I know you, you, had, you had the three six footers on the team. <laughs> or, well, six, two. Uh, and, and like I've covered Leland's volleyball teams for a long time. And, Lori never had a six-footer to work with, and then all of a sudden she had three. <laughs> how how is that different to coach? You think for her? Um, in the if so, like how? Yeah, um, I I would be curious to hear that answer <laughs> too. Um, that's yeah. Um, I think we definitely focused more on blocking. Um, I don't know what previous teams looked like as far as um, how she coached, but. Um, yeah, I mean, she's a great coach and, uh, you know, really good at strategy stuff. So I'm sure that there mm-hmm. was, that went into how she looked at us on the court and, um, was able yeah. to coach us. I'm, I'm not like a volleyball, I wouldn't call myself a volleyball expert or anything like that, but just from what I've noticed what? before <laughs> is that, sh- that, that she would use the blockers not as much to block shots, but as to guide where the other team hits the ball. Mm. So to set up so that there's someone there to set up lanes in the defense so that there's someone there to cover those spots. Yeah, for sure. I mean, blocking, um, I'm forgetting who says this. It's one of our coaches. Um, But you can be a great blocker and never touch the ball is a Mm -hmm. phrase that was thrown around a lot in the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, that's super important. I mean, uh, as long as you're taking away space, that's still defending a certain spot on the court, and then you're able to line up around it. So, yeah, that's for sure. That's strategy. That's a quote. That's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but blocks are a nice stat, but, you know, you, they're... That really is a bar. Like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, like, fascinated by that. After, like, so many games I've watched, like, yeah, that's so true. Like, 
Yeah. Sorry, I'm having a <laughs> moment while we're still recording. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it was a it was a great season. It was great following you guys during the season and everything. Thank and thank you. You run all the way through, and hopefully, uh, things keep going good for everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you again to Fiona and Shelby for joining James and Jordan in the Get Around Podcast studio. I will say this, guys. Um, Shelby is the one name that I misspell a lot, and it's not her last name. It's not Plamondon. I'm I'm always typing Schlebby. That's, that's like I have to go back. Yeah, I put uh, I put the I, I transpose the e before the l, so it's always Schlebby Plamond, and I'm like, nope, it, it's Shelby. And I have to go sh- and when I type stories, I go sh- through and make sure that I don't leave a Schlebby in there, because I would feel horrible, horrible if I did that. Lori will call you. Oh uh, yeah, probably show up at my house. <laughs> and be like, you think Schlebby? I'll show you Schlebby. Uh, all right well that interview and this podcast are brought to you by jimmy john's let's hear a word from our sponsors this episode of the get around is brought to you by jimmy john's and their two locations here in traverse city at jimmy john's there are freaks about fresh bread meats and veggies because that means better sandwiches for all freaky fresh freaky fast jimmy john's freak yeah oh yeah Get Around Hall of Fame time now for uh, the Get Around podcast. Uh, I think we just nominate the teams that we watched on Saturday and put them all in. How does that I'd sound? I'd say they deserve it. All right. Anytime you make it to Kingsley's going to be yep. in no matter Jordan, what. Jordan, you only get seven. That's awesome, though. Like, you know how incredibly like, cool that is? Like, my team has seven. So I'll no- nominate the Kingsley Stags. James will nominate the St. Francis Gladiators. And Jordan will nominate the Leland Comets. And you know what? We'll throw Inland Lakes in there as well. So yeah, congratulations to all four of those programs for a spectacular fall season. Uh, and hopefully good things to come in winter, spring, and then next fall as well. So there it is, the Get Around Hall of Fame. All of those athletes are now enshrined into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Let us end the show now with our happy endings. What made you happy inside and or outside of sports this week? Uh, I want to start because I need to Please tell do. the story of um, sending uh, a profanity-laced text to not one person but two people by mistake oh. on Saturday night. Oh, you did it to someone else, too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What? Yep, 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 yep. And it was just one of those where you're like, oh, I work with these people. I, I, I. So, um, Saturday night. Profanity never bothers me. So, uh, fortunately, it was to two people who I trust and uh, consider uh, friends uh, and colleagues. And uh, so I was watching AEW Full Gear while also doing work, uh, as I said. And Full Gear was spectacular. It is probably one of the greatest pay-per-views I've ever watched. I've never had so much fun by myself. Better than SummerSlam? It I'm Well, SummerSlam yeah, I was I'm putting there. putting in the spot. SummerSlam so. I was there. This one I was at home watching it alone uh, with my dog and and being a maniac and thinking my neighbors were going to call the cops to check on me cuz I was screaming so much. Um 
But during that, I was texting with my girlfriend, who is also a big AEW fan, but she lives in Mexico. So we text her, we'll, we'll, we'll do video calls throughout it sometimes and be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And a lot of the times we use profanity because that emphasizes how excited we really are. Uh, and a match finished up and James, you and I had been texting back and forth about, I think the St. Francis gamer or something or plans for the week. But like, so she's a, I talked to her on WhatsApp because she's international. So I talked to her on WhatsApp. Uh, I text with you uh, and Brian. Oh, Brian boy, was the him. other one. So I sent a text to you that said standing effing ovation after a match that I thought was just fantastic. And I think I had like, I don't know, 90 exclamation points. Um, and there, there was multiple. It, it was a lot. It, it was a lot. And I was like, and as soon as I sent it, I went, oh no, I sent it to the wrong person. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and I immediately was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm an idiot. Uh, and then five minutes later, I was just, I was just like, oh, my, my, my story must've been pretty good. I don't know, James. I don't know, I don't know, wow. Standing ovation, standing effing ovation for my story about St. Francis. Wow. And Brendan's a really good boss. He's, he's so kind to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so about five minutes later, something else happened that. I, I lost my mind with excitement and happiness. And the text was F uh, followed by a lot of U's uh, and then the last two letters of that word. Uh, and then, yeah, all capitalized uh, with like, I don't know, 30 exclamation points uh, that actually, because I was so excited, turned into N uh, several times and an apostrophe. So uh, <laughs> that was sent to Brian Steele, oh. our, our layout person. And I immediately went, I can't believe I just did this again. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for the profanity lace text. And he goes, no worries. It's just the motivation that I needed to, to finish up the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was, like, and I was like, thank you for being understanding. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, he sent the pages a little while after that. I checked the pages, <laughs> closed my laptop, and then I enjoyed that pay-per-view for the rest of the night uh, and, and had an absolute blast. But, yeah, sending uh, profanity-laced text messages to two co- co-workers by mistake on Saturday night is That's something that you wouldn't think made, made me happy, but because of uh, your reaction, James, and Brian's reaction to it, uh, it, it definitely uh, got a good laugh out of me. So. I, w- I was hoping that it, you sent you just sent that to me and then saw that you had messed it up and then copied it and went to go send it to somebody else and sent that to Brian too. <laughs> that was what I was hoping the story where the story was going. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, that would have that would have been fantastic. <clears throat> but I, yeah, I just yeah. Oh my goodness, dude! It was uh, it was a wild Saturday night. I partied hard once uh, once we were done with uh, once the paper was put to bed. I partied hard with that pay per view. It means Saint, my dog, having a blast. Oh so. my gosh! All right, dude. Uh, what made you guys happy this week? Oh, James, you want to go? Or you want me to go? <laughs> the last five minutes of the Lions game. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Here's the bizarre stat about that game. 
That was the first time in NFL history that a team that had more than 40 minutes of time of possession and a plus three turnover margin lost a game in regulation in NFL history. Yeah, fireman Eberflus (laughs) into the sun. Eberflus! 40 minutes of possession in in an NFL game is not easy to do. No, it's what? And to lose. Three-fourths, two-thirds? What is it? Yeah, two-thirds. It's it's two-thirds, but I mean, that's... Yeah, I was hoping they would pull. I was hoping the Lions pulled it out, and then Whatever. obviously when the Steeler game ended. Whatever, I my the Lions offense will be nice and rested for Thanksgiving. My my hope, yeah. for, my, my hope for this Bears season was dashed in like week three. Yeah, so, and Justin Fields was out. You know. Justin Fields looked looked good though. Yeah, the Bears the Bears looked a lot better. He's a great quarterback. They just uh, don't know how to use him. They don't know how to use him, no. and I if they trade him and he goes uh, he goes away, he will flourish somewhere else. And the Bears will look like idiots because they have an organization that cannot develop quarterbacks. And then when they get one with talent, they don't know how to to use it because they think they still need to be playing like George Hallis well, played football. So I mean, whatever. You guys Square Trubisky. peg, round hole. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot you guys have Mitch Trubisky. No, he's our third string. <laughs> yeah, we, he's, my, he's our third string. We, we, Second string. We we traded up and then yeah. didn't take Patrick Mahomes. Well, we wouldn't, wouldn't have known that Patrick Mahomes were going to be the Patrick Mahomes of today. I don't think anyone did, but that's a whole different conversation. Well, he did fall to 10, but that's still. True. Still a whole different conversation, though. Bears. Terrible. You forgot to ring the bell. He mentioned Lions. Yeah. There you go. I got you. Uh, as far as for me, guys, honestly, just Thanksgiving. It would be nice to go down state for a couple of days, hang out with some family that I haven't seen in God very long time heading over to Luttington tomorrow so got to do that um as far as sports wise goes my team is atrociously bad I'm surprised we are the way we are you think if you think your team is bad at least you're getting the Steelers said hold my beer or whatever beverage you are drinking and said let me compete with that of course we are horrible legally and responsibly yes obviously yeah we are so bad it was sad uh, I don't want to be that person yet. I was going to say, that doesn't sound like it made you happy. That sounds like No, it made I just needed to let this out. <laughs> oh, okay. All I right. just have to let this out. Oh, we're in therapy now. That's fine. I get it. Yes, I just have to let this I, out. I, I, I do don't charge know. by the 50 minutes. No. Uh, it, yeah, it's been <laughs> rough. I don't want to jump off the Kenny Pickett wagon yet, but if there's a few more games that he keeps playing like the way he's playing, where's Doc Hodges? I wonder what there he's doing. There was uh, another Fire Canada sign at the AEW show uh, on Saturday. Dude, that's going to be so. that's going to be around until the man's gone. It will never it will never end. It's going to be around until that dude is gone. All right, well give me something that made you happy though. Honestly, just I I honest just just you know, just Thanksgiving upcoming. That's that's what's making me happy. This is and then I'm I'm going home in a month. That's so some stuff to look forward to. That's right. making me happy. Alright, very good. Well, uh, we are happy here in the podcast studio. Hopefully our lovely and loyal, loyal audible viewers are happy out there as well. Uh, we'll see if the Kingsley Stags are happy after Saturday and celebrating a state championship. Uh, we will be there in force, uh, which is wonderful. But until then and until next week, this has been episode 265 of the Get Around Podcast, and it is now in the books. Nice work, everyone.